the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. It is Wednesday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610. If you would like to get involved, you can reach us via email as well at 610kona.com, the bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610, on Parlor at the bottom line 610, and... We're also available via the free mobile app, Google Play, and the Apple Stores. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson here. And well, we got a number of things we can start with, Ed. Um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris made their first appearance today together. Um, yeah, and not in Joe's basement. They were. No. They were uh, what looked like a, a school gym. Yes. Somewhere that there was no one there, uh, much like many of Joe's rallies. Um, but they were, you know, their message was uh, what you expected it to be. And it's interesting because there's been differing opinions as to whether Kamala Harris will provide what Joe Biden and those involved in the decision believes she will provide. Uh, There has been some pushback already from the far ends of the left spectrum. Uh, Bernie Sanders' communications manager, I believe it was, uh, came out with a very pointed statement against Kamala Harris. Uh, Some self-appointed activists have made some comments regarding her time as the... um, district attorney and attorney general when she held those positions in California. Mm-hmm. and uh, She was in law enforcement. She was. Her incarceration levels and so on and so forth. Uh, others have called out her flip-flopping on a number of different issues, not to mention um, a few other small things like, you know, bagging on Joe Biden and everything else. But the real question is, if this is not, I mean, this is considered, people figure this was the best pick he could have made. Did Joe Biden and the Democrats pigeonhole themselves into making a decision for vice president based on the best person to be on the ticket to go against Trump and Pence? Or did they put themselves in this position because of the unending wokeness being forced upon the Democrat Party? Well, um, I don't know if I have the answer to that, but I I have come across a few different reports. I don't know that it's solid information, but I'll just preface it by saying a few reports out there um, that leaked who his first choice was. Yeah, Susan Rice. No. Well, Susan Rice was his first choice of what was left. Right. Yes. Do you know who his first choice was? Michelle Obama. Gretchen Whitmer. He wanted Gretchen Whitmer. Ooh. 
the Michigan governor. But as you just mentioned, Rob, as you just mentioned, he had already said that he was going to find a woman of color. But that's who he apparently wanted. Yeah, it started as a woman. Yes. And then it went to woman of color. Yes. So in that time... He wanted Gretchen Whitmer, and she immediately was eliminated once he said, or his campaign said, or his handlers said, that it would be a woman of color. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Jim from Kennewick. Hi, Jim. What's going on? Uh, I just wondered if you guys have seen any of the the televised uh, announcements of uh, Joe's uh, breakout. conference he had today yeah we caught a little bit of it Mm -hmm. did you get get the part where the one i think it might have been a cnn uh guy who was just proclaiming the mass crowd of almost 100 people just clamoring to get in (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah appreciate the call thank you so much it's a school gym yeah they've got a social distance i'm not you know i'm not carrying water for anybody but i mean there can only be so much in you know people that they can get in there well they didn't get anybody in they didn't let anybody in no was on the outside no let's go back to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from helen from the walla walla valley hi helen what's going on i just find it very interesting to me the pick is both sexist and racist. Why don't we look for the best person for the job? You know, Helen, it's real interesting that you you go down that road because more often it's become the best person to fill in the gaps, Mm -hmm. fill in the holes. Um, And I think you saw that with Mike Pence when when Donald Trump tabbed him. Mm -hmm. Mike Pence could get votes in the Midwest. Mike Pence could 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 get the uh, the Christian vote coalesced behind him because he's very strong religiously. Uh, There were things that Mike Pence was going to be able to fill out on that ticket that Donald Trump was not going to be a more polished politician absolutely you know you know so mike pence was was the guy to fill out the ticket in this but think about this pick all right first of all i wish he would have picked gretchen gretchen whitmer because she would have absolutely destroyed any chance he had of getting elected but look at kamala harris okay number one what state is she a senator from california is joe biden really need help getting california well, uh, depends on who you listen to, right? But really, does Joe Biden? You would versus, think not. Okay, versus Donald think, Trump, you would think not. He would but not need. Maybe they know something we don't. Look, I don't know. Hillary Clinton picked Tim Kaine from Virginia, and she took California right easily. Mm-hmm. Right. So, did he need to pick somebody from the most populous Democrat state in the nation? No. All right. So that's number one. Number two. She's a freshman senator mm-hmm. who has had very little as far as legislation or anything else put forward. Most of what she has built her reputation on in the Senate has been grandstanding in front of the cameras. During hearings. During hearings. Mm-hmm. So, so she doesn't have much of a record on anything as far as legislation, as far as policy direction, domestically or internationally. She's got nothing like that. To bolster him. 
You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610. All right, give us a call back at 547-1610. So those things aren't there. Joe supposedly already had the in with the African-American community. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. That's right. So already he, He's been on radio programs oh, and everything. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's touted his, yeah. his, how much the black community loves him. Yep. So did he need Kamala Harris to shore up votes with the black community? So when you look at the decision to pick her, especially when you've got many on the left moving to more of an anti-law enforcement sentiment, you pick somebody who was a district attorney and an attorney general. Right. Where does where does Kamala Harris give Joe Biden a step up? What does she shore up for him that he wouldn't be able to get in another candidate, possibly more qualified, possibly with either more rounded domestic or foreign policy experience, somebody who's got a track record of legislation, somebody who could appeal to the Southern base, someone who could potentially appeal to the Midwest, which has been difficult for Democrats over the last couple of election cycles. They haven't exactly resonated well. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Yes, Tom out of Kennewick. What's on your mind? Didn't, didn't, didn't she call him a racist at one point in time? Yeah, and she said she believed all of his accusers. How in the, how in the world could you ever support somebody that would throw that at you so effortlessly? If, I don't understand. Because they want her to be president. That's why. Man, I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a sham. Oh, it is. Could you imagine the moderate Democrats that are going to be absolutely fuming? Joe Biden steps aside. Oh, well, my health was great going into November, but but right after the election, I, I, my health just isn't there anymore, and I'm going to have to step aside, and and, and Kamala Harris is, is well-suited to be president of the United States. That's the reason why she's the pick. That's why, as we go over this, is what makes her a good vice presidential pick? There isn't anything we found that gives her the advantage over anyone else in making this a better ticket. She is the pick to be president of the United States in a year or less, guaranteed. I just think that there have been, the the, the way that the Democratic Party who we all know is is calling the shots right here. It's not Joe Biden. No. It's not he, even his campaign or his wife or anything. It's the DNC, uh, you know, for better or for worse. But they have made some missteps in this process. And, and I find it interesting because coming off of what they felt was the perfect game plan to get Hillary elected obviously didn't go their way. Were they that rattled after that? Because they don't seem very organized at all. They went from somebody who really wasn't all that jazzed about entering the race to begin with, who immediately, if you believe the polls, was the front runner before he even started and never relinquished that. We always had Bernie Sanders in the in the rearview mirror just behind Joe and this chorus of other people just seeing you know, one who might stick, and maybe that was the the sweepstakes to be a vice president was all those other people. I don't know. But none of them stuck. 
uh, with any significant value. And this has just been a long process. And it just at the at near near the end of this race, that's last, you know, year and a half long race for the Democrats to to come up with somebody to try to unseat Trump. They have done so much work and a lot of it hasn't fallen into place. So now at the end of the race, here's what you have or near the end of the race. Here's what you have. You have an older white guy who sadly is showing a lot of signs of dementia and a African-American freshman senator from California who got five, six percent of the vote and the backing within her own party when she tried to run for the nomination. And that's your team that you're going to try to unseat Trump. I just I I don't get it. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Don from Kennewick. Hi, Don. Hey, I, hey, I gotta believe they can't be that stupid this time around. And they had to have focus group this thing to pieces, just getting whatever opinions they could from the general public over the last say month, two months. And this is the best. This is the best person that polled. I got to believe they did that. They know something that we don't. You know, you could be right, Don, on the last part. I guess, you know, and let me throw this out there as we take our, our first commercial break. Maybe so much time and effort, money, everything from the DNC and all the people was spent trying to remove Trump from office with uh, impeachment and everything else that the, not enough attention was paid to who might be the Democratic nominee. I don't know. Or maybe just a series of unfortunate events <laughs> unfolded before their eyes. 547-1610 is the number. Back with more after this. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610, if you'd like to get involved this Wednesday afternoon. And, and I do think that the DNC tried to learn something from 2016. Uh, because if you look at the candidates slate this year, and you look at how many of them were deeply polarizing, I mean, to a Hillary Clinton level of polarizing, some, yeah. Most of them. I mean, you know, Pete Buttigieg, well, he was the mayor of North, you know, South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, he, was the, he was the mayor of Notre Dame. Yeah, he was the mayor of Notre Dame. I mean, that just, you know, for, for, for the rise that he had for a period of time that he did, you know, kudos to you. But, but, but he wasn't, there wasn't anybody that was looking at him as really being the nominee when it was all said and done. Elizabeth Warren, polarizing. Bernie Sanders, polarizing. Kamala Harris, polarizing. Um, Cory Booker, polarizing. You look at all of them, and yeah, Joe was a lesson learned. You're up at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, this is JB from Pasco. What's up, JB? Mr. Dawson needs a huge correction. Go ahead. Kamala, Kamala Harris may be black, but she is not African American. Well, I know she's Jamaican. 
She's half Jamaican and half Indian. Yeah, she's got well, Southeast Asian roots in her. True. And, yes. JB, appreciate the call. What I said was that the Democratic Party and Joe Biden pigeonholed themselves by saying they would pick an African-American woman to be the vice presidential nominee, and they selected Kamala Harris. So, no, I get it. I mean, you know, she one of her parents is from India, and the other is from Jamaica. Yeah. So and she, you know, she spends part of her childhood in Canada for crying out loud. So um, which which raises raises some interesting uh, pieces of information. If her, you know, was she born here? If she wasn't and, you know, her parents were born in two other countries, is she eligible? But nah, we won't worry about that. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, Sparky again. You, Matilla. Hi, Sparky. Hey, you took the words out of my mouth. They didn't need California. They, they had California. And the conservatives should do, be doing backflips right right now because she comes from the land of fruits and nuts and the and the Ninth, ninth cir- Circus, uh, you know. And uh, she didn't do that good running. She had to drop out. So uh, I, I think that uh, – I think he made the – I was afraid he was going to pick Susan Rice – but you know, Joe will forget here in a here in a month or so. Joe will forget who he picked anyway. So you know, it doesn't matter. Appreciate okay. the call, Sparky. I don't know that he made this pick. He didn't make this pick. I, you know, he, he seriously. And I'm not I'm not goofing on the guy. I feel horrible. I I think this it's it's really I'm I'm very I don't like that he's being paraded around even as little as he is. When he clearly has some oh, issues, but he's allowed this to happen too. He has. He 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 he, has. he 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 relented. He did. And decided to get into this race. I get it, but I can still feel bad that this is happening to him because he's not calling the shots at all. Well, but that's what the plan was. Yeah, maybe. I mean, really, that's what the plan was. Because think about this, and, and this is one of the things that you're not going to hear. ABC, CBS, all the rest of them mentioned. She has the fourth most liberal voting record in the Senate. Okay, she's more liberal. Her voting record is more liberal than Bernie Sanders in the Senate. That's astounding. Okay, it is more liberal than Bernie Sanders in the Senate. Which would explain why she was polling 4 or 5% versus Ex- Bernie, who was in second place. Basically. Exactly. But Bernie, whatever it is that, that Bernie has tapped into, it works for Bernie. Yeah. But it wasn't working for Elizabeth Warren. Nope. Wasn't working for Kamala Harris. Wasn't working for Cory Booker. Wasn't working for the rest of them. So if you are the Democrats, you are the DNC, and your party is moving farther left, but your voting base isn't moving as far left with it, and you want to get a far left progressive into the White House, how do you do it? Well, you convince Joe Biden to run for president. Yeah, you insert a person. You insert as the vice president that progressive that you want to be president of the United States. She is a high-profile placeholder. She will be, believe me, she will be president of the United States if he is elected. Because that is what they want, because they know the American people will never elect someone as far left as Kamala Harris.
Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, you're joining us, 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Contact RoofMax today and find out how they can extend the life of your current roof, 5, 10, maybe 15 years, thanks to a state-of-the-art application developed at Patel Labs and at Ohio State University. It's very simple. It replenishes your shingles with the oils that they need in order to continue to fight the summer heat and the winter cold. They're locally owned and operated, and they will come out and give you a free quote. They'll look at your roof. They'll let you know what needs to be done, if the application will even work for you. They'll fix up some shingle issues if they're on there. And then they'll come out, they'll do the job, and it's 15 to 20% the cost of a new roof. So keep more money in your pocket for the next 5, 10, 15 years by calling RoofMax today. Robin Ed hanging with you. And, um, you know, truly, this is the end around that the progressive left has been trying to find. We had a call during the break, uh, couldn't stay with us, but uh, wanted to pass along his thoughts. Um, along those lines, and along with our whole idea of Kamala Harris being a placeholder, he believes, and I, I think he's not alone, he believes that both Biden and Harris are placeholders, and that he's very interested to see what may or may not happen during the DNC convention, uh, because he he felt that uh, there could be an end around, a surprise announcement, but something centered around Barack Obama or his previous cabinet. Um, you know, there are some people that believe that uh, Obama is still at some level pulling some strings, uh, you know, to, you know, what goes on on the Democratic side. Don't know. I mean, it's it's a theory. Some would call it a conspiracy theory and probably get tossed off of Twitter because of it. But um, did I just say that out when, loud? When, when, did, when did this Obama is a political mastermind thing start coming around? I don't because, know that it's a... It's, because it, his strings were pulled from the beginning. True. But, uh, it, well, and okay, so maybe that's the case, is that he is still influencing what goes on within the party more so than in, you know, than other candidates in the past after he left office because he may or may not be a puppet of he, somebody well, higher. Oh, well, he was. I, I mean, he was. So so this thing that, that, that Obama is a political mastermind, I mean, look at where he has been for the last three years. He has not been hide or hair anywhere. Except Netflix or doing other things. I mean, he's made his statements every once in a yeah, while. Been pretty because, low profile. But 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 keep in mind, and and yes, very much a low profile. If the mainstream media wasn't camping outside his door to try and get a reaction to just about everything Trump did, he wouldn't be saying boo. Probably. I mean, he would not. not he would not be saying boo this is this is not a guy who is sitting at home with a political chessboard figuring no. all the pieces out this this is not this is not a dick cheney this is not somebody who is so wrapped up in politics and so wrapped up in in developing the steps he doesn't care he did his 8 years he served the masters well the Soroses and everybody else. He did well. He did. In fact, actually, he kind of fell out of favor with them towards the end. 
Because remember, George Soros in an interview said he was rather disappointed with the lack of progress that was made under the Obama administration on certain things. Mm-hmm. So he found out that when you came up against Congress, because it's much much harder when you have a a three-branch government than a dictatorship to be able to get things done, but he was disappointed at the end. He thought more progress could be made. So what do you do? What are the lessons you learned from 2016? You find a presidential candidate that's more moderate. You find a presidential candidate that's more acceptable to those votes you lost in 2016 because of Hillary Clinton. You make the vice president somebody who you really want to fulfill the agenda. Because she will ride the coattails of the moderate candidate. And if the moderate candidate is popular enough to get elected, vice president comes right in. She doesn't have to get elected on her own merits because 3.5% is going to get it done. No. So it doesn't get elected on her own merits. Takes the seat of the presidency when he steps aside, and guess what? You can start throwing all that progressive agenda in there on the condition that you take the Senate. Because if you don't take the Senate, nothing will get accomplished. 547-1610-509-547-1610. You can email us, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or comment. And say Joe Biden does get elected. And in January of 2021, Ruth Bader Ginsburg announces her retirement. And then Stephen Breyer announces his retirement. If you don't think for one second a Republican-controlled Senate is going to make that Supreme Court nominating process hell, you've got another thing coming. Because they will keep in mind what happened with Gorsuch and what happened with Kavanaugh, particularly Kavanaugh. And if they think for one second... They are going to get a nominee through that Senate that's going to go unscathed or even get voted in. Why don't we go back to Robert Bork? Yeah. Okay. They'll have another thing coming. It will be miserable for whoever that candidate is if they even get the votes to pass. Because you could get a Republican block, except for Mitt Romney, um, that will not vote for whatever candidate they put forward and keep that seat vacant as long as possible. Well, I just I, I I go back to a couple of things. One is we we I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. We live in such a politically charged um, society, and that you know has been both bad and good. I think on the good side, I think you you are seeing more and more people than before who are actually engaged in the process and and not just you know, filling in the bubble for whoever the D is or whoever the R is, that you're actually seeing some people uh, go and do some research on their own and 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 try to come up with their own way of looking at it and not being swayed by the masses. There's still plenty on both sides that are swayed by what uh, the leaders of both parties do. But I think that more and more people are digging into things themselves. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I think that, you know, doing your own research um, is is a great way to go. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? This is another Mike from Kennewick. Hello, another Mike. How are you? <laughs> There's a lot of mics that call in, so I thought I'd be <laughs> another Mike. There you go. Hey, uh, 
just real quick, I think you guys, this is a great show today. Um, I love the conspiracy theory part of it. I think the Democrats have kind of, um, I think their plans have fallen away. They, they made, you had already touched on the idea that uh, they were going to have a uh, woman of color uh, as the vice presidential pick. So they, they kind of tied themselves in there. Personally, I believe Mike Bloomberg was supposed to be the, the heir apparent because you see how Joe Biden, um, he, he was very a poor performer until Bloomberg was almost out of the race. And I think they just had to scramble and take, uh, take Biden because I, I, I believe Bloomberg was the guy and he, got, he was such a crappy um, uh, candidate that um, uh, no one liked him. He just couldn't carry the water. So Joe was the second choice. And thank you for uh, letting me talk. You bet. Any anytime, it. anytime. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Again, uh, whether it's the the Democrats or the Republicans, both parties do this. Uh, but I'm using the Democrats as an example because they're trying to unseat the the incumbent. What that last caller said was correct, and what the party did, and again, both the parties do this, is they poll, and they test, and they float balloons, and they do all these things to try to get a sense of how people are feeling and thinking about certain candidates, certain issues, and the like, and for for much of this, for much of this process the 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 base of the democratic party favored joe biden they liked him he's a nice old man he reminded them of the good old days with obama and you know and and all this stuff and so they weren't ready to to take a leap to bernie sanders or or anybody else so the i think the caller's right uh could you know without joe biden in the picture could somebody like a Mike Bloomberg have emerged? Possibly, or at least as a VP candidate, possibly. Um, but the parties, they kind of go with the flow. They realize there's going to be the you know ebbs and flows and, and peaks and valleys throughout this whole process. And, you know, you got to adjust on the fly. And I think that, you know, and I think that that, uh, is part of the reason why Kamala Harris ended up being the the vice president, uh, vice presidential pick, because again, when 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 pressed, Joe Biden said that he would pick a woman of color to be his running mate, and once that happened, that eliminated anybody else, you know, any other group of people, whether he wanted that person or not. Uh, because he said it, and the Democrats know that even their base would come after them and hurt their chances if he didn't follow through with that. So that's why, you know, and again, the best possible pick in their mind was Kamala Harris. And you go back to to Susan Rice. Um, she was in the running again. Because woman of color, okay, checks that box, also tied to Obama's administration, a.k.a. the good old days, right? So you'd have, you know, if you had Biden and Rice, boy, it's just like kind of having Morocco in, the, in there, right? Uh, 
at least that would be the appearance. Well, Susan Rice has been under a microscope uh, for a while. And I think that the party probably weighed their options. You know, if, if under a microscope, who is the less damaging? You know, Kamala Harris, who, uh, you know, is pretty raw as far as a national politician and did some things that, you know, as the California AG that not many in their in their party like. And, you know, you weigh that versus the bad things that some of the other candidates could have been nailed on. Maybe she was the safe choice. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. Email us, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or comment. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Egg, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, the number is 547-1610. If you would like to get involved and if you are planning on heading out of town anytime soon, we know there are people doing it and doing it carefully, of course. Stop by and see our friends at Perfection Tire. They've got four locations in the Tri-Cities to serve you. They do more than just tires. Of course, they're fantastic at tires, but they'll also help you with your AC, with your brakes, with your shocks, with your belts. Everything to keep your car running smoothly, Perfection Tire can help. They've been here for decades. They treat their clients exactly like family. Make sure you stop by and support another incredible locally owned and operated business here in the Tri-Cities. Perfection Tire, four locations to serve you. Visit their website, perfectiontire.com, to see everything that they can do for you to keep your car running the way it should. Um, going to throw this out there. We're going to throw our, our poll question out there for today on Twitter, at bottom line 610. All right. And we're wondering, how long do you think it will take for Seattle to find a new police chief? Mm. How long do you think it will take Seattle to find a new police chief? It's at bottom line, 610 at 610KONA Radio. And and a little thing has raised its head uh, in this defunding movement that maybe city council didn't see or pay attention to, but Jenny Durkin was very aware of, because she was the U.S. attorney for the Western District of Washington when it was signed. And that is the consent decree with the federal government that the Seattle Police Department has been under since 2012. And what does that mean? Well, what it means, the Department of Justice had released findings after a pattern or practice of unconstitutional use of force within the department was determined. And so that decree was put in place in 2012. What it means is... The department had to make sweeping reforms, including on the use of force, de-escalation training, and new oversight with community involvement. Changes under the dissent decree, under review by an independent monitor, have led to a drop in how often police use force. But, you know, critics, it's not enough for them. But Durkin has said that the council's push for defunding will make it difficult for the city to fulfill its obligations under the consent decree. Things in there include training, data performance, transparency, oversight, and dropping that money could hurt the ability to do that. In fact, the U.S. District Court of Western Washington, Judge James Robart, he oversees the agreement. He issued a warning 
after the city council passed the proposal, saying, quote, the court encourages the city of Seattle to remain mindful of its consent decree obligation. So... So what does that mean, well, being under a, de- a consent decree by the feds? Well, if you violate the decree, then whatever punishments federal government was going to hand down could very well be enforced. Hmm. Okay. And I'm going to see what that could very well be. As far as the Seattle Police Department and so on and so forth. So they use, you know, they're usually put out in antitrust cases, civil rights violations, and stuff like that. So uh, I wonder if ultimately when the city council gets done doing what they're going to do with the defund the Seattle Police Department movement, the inevitable lawsuit will follow whether the the feds with that consent decree in in place will have a say over whether or not the police is defunded or not because you got to think that the feds you know in seeing issues a few years ago with the Seattle Police Department are looking for changes and reforms not cutting of staff and the chief of police running for the hills, right? You would think. You would think. Maybe. (laughs) It turns out that uh, Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes um, is intending to withdraw the city from the pending motion that is currently before the U.S. District Judge, the aforementioned James Robart, to end the federal consent decree. It'll be withdrawn until the city and its accountability partners can conduct an assessment into the police department's response to the demonstrations. Mm. Now, this came out eh, at the beginning of June. But knowing that these calls were out there, my guess is that they're going to try and find a way to end around this so that they don't get hit by the federal government. The fastest way to end around it is to get rid of the department. Yep. But again, if and when that happens, the lawsuits will be coming in left and right. What's well, is there is there anything could you make the argument in the state constitution that that is a provision of protecting the public or does it have to be a police department that does that? Well, I guess it depends on what your definition of protect is. No, absolutely. The mafia if, had an idea of protecting in the 1920s. If if you think uh, protection uh is protection from the police, I guess you could make that argument. Um I don't know. It's just everything ends up in court. (laughs) So I'm just figuring this will, too, at some point. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. Not before we get you a little bit of news locally in ABC. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA.